Welcome to Managing Marketing, and today I have the opportunity to sit down with Thomas Bertelson, co-founder and managing partner of Blackwood 7, a company that brings artificial intelligence to media analytics and planning. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Well, thank you for uh, coming to Sydney. You've come all the way from uh, Copenhagen in Denmark. And also uh, is James Proctor, founder and creative director of One Small Step Collective, which is a data-led creative agency. Welcome, James. Great. I haven't come that far. No, you've come from Melbourne. Yeah. But actually what, you know, in the whole of the world, what brings you two together in Australia? Uh, Well, it's... uh it's quite interesting. I mean, as a uh, as an agency that believes in uh, strong data that underpins our, our whole offering, we're always looking at at technology and where the future is going. Uh, you know, I think that we always recommend to our clients to have change at the middle of, of whatever they do, and we, we try and do that ourselves. And so we're always looking out and you know uh, through a couple of mediums, not uh, not just your yourselves. We 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 learn about Blackwood Seven and about um, you know AI driven uh, uh, media mix modelling. And it was really, really uh, interesting for us, uh, just in terms of having data and uh, and attribution, proper attribution at the at the end of what is you know essentially still a quite a big black hole for marketers in terms of you know the the expression of you know uh, half of my advertising money is wasted. I don't know which half kind of thing. So I hate that quote. Yeah, don't it's all it's all the time, isn't it? Yeah, well, because yeah, it's just, actually... it's just, you know it, it pulls down you know what we do. Well, I also think that uh, there's a fear inside the industry yep. that we're happy for people to keep saying it because there's a fear that, it, that it's actually optimistic, yep. that it's actually <laughs> 70 or 80%. So if people go around... We're going for 50%. Yeah, yeah. yeah 50%. Yeah. I'm comfortable with yeah, that. Yeah. But if it's 80%, oh, my, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. So it was meeting, uh, it was, it was meeting with the guys from Blackwood and we've, we've been in chats with them for the last two years, just in terms of their, their platform, where it's going, uh, what's happening with it, and bring it down here to, to Australia. And so uh, so we just formalised the deal down in here uh, to, to represent them in Australia and New Zealand. So very, very happy with that. Yes. So, yeah, Thomas, um, I first heard about or read about Blackwood 7 early 2016. So that's yeah. a little bit later, isn't it? When did the company start? Mid-2013 uh, we started. Right. Mm-hmm. Having uh, basically just the idea, having no tech, no platform. So, um, an idea. And a good idea. And some, uh, some uh, investors uh, believing in that and believing in us and, and putting money into the company. Mm. Because uh, I remember when I read about Blackwood 7, uh, in fact, we wrote an article that yeah. said, is this the end of media planning as mm. we know it? Mm. Um, that uh, we got quite a lot of response from people, especially from traditional agencies, yeah. who there's this uh, cynicism about artificial intelligence yeah. or machine learning yeah. or pattern recognition yeah. that, you know, how could that possibly replace the... Um, the you know the the intelligence yeah, of the and yeah. the experience of people working in media agencies, yeah. but you're actually not about replacing that, are you? No, no. I think that's that's not only within media. I think uh, a lot of industries say, okay, artificial intelligence, machine learning can never uh, 
replace us. Mm. I think it's, it's, that's, that's a human nature. Mm. But but we're not about to replace media agencies. We might be about to, to change how media planning is done, um, but uh, hopefully for the better. But uh, we think that that, uh, that the, the output of what we do, the models do, the platform do, is uh, is something that uh, should, should basically replace a lot of... Uh, very hard Excel work at media agencies, uh, trying to get the allocation right, uh, trying to navigate uh, in the dark, uh, not having the, the, the connection between sales and media um, uh, as in the platform. So basically pre- replacing that so media agencies can focus on creativity, on, uh, on strategic uh, uh, consulting of the clients instead of, of doing a lot of, of number crunching in Excel, in Excel sheets. Because you'd have to say in the last decade, the number of media channels, media options mm, available yeah. has just increased exponentially. To even sit there and believe that one person or a mm. team of people could keep across all of that opportunity yeah. and all of that performance data uh, is fairly naive, isn't it? Yes, totally. Um, and, and, the, and the structure and the dynamics between media, not just the media, there's an there's a, a explosive number of media out there but also that some media actually affects the impact of other media. Mm. How to detect that if you don't even have the sales numbers, if you're basically unable to, 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 uh, to, uh, to connect uh, media investments with sales. So, so it's, it's so complex, it's so dynamic, the media environment, that it's, it's basically you're not able as a human being, even though you're the best, best media planner in the world, to basically quantify the effect of each media. Totally, and, and, and it's built for AI. Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. it's like a perfect storm yes, for it AI. Is, it is, it yeah. is. Yes, and data is there because yeah. it's a data-driven business. Mm. Uh, uh, media is very much about investing yeah. uh, money uh, and, and getting a return in, in, in terms of impressions yeah. or clicks or whatever. Data is there, it's very data-driven business. So it's perfect for AI. And I would also say that, you know, yes, the platforms used to augment um, you know, current media agencies but also, we find a lot of the times it's you know, reinforcing uh, gut feel or assumptions they already have and quantifying them. You know, uh, so you know it, it's not always saying, "Well, we were doing it completely wrong." It's saying, you know, that we were doing it, you know, uh, incredibly right to you know eighty to ninety percent, and here's how we can optimize based on that. You know, uh, based on that that assumption. I, I I totally agree because very often we see that some of the not very uh, wise media decisions that have been made by a, by, a, by, a, by a company, an advertiser. That comes from the advertiser itself. They insist on having this type of media. I won't mention anything, no, no, but, but they, because they, one of their, their board members lives uh, in, in a certain area and they just want to be present in that area. It's one way or another. Yeah, or, or outdoor yeah. sites and, are very popular. And, and the yeah. media agency has home. been fighting that for so long, but yeah. based on the fact that it's a board member, then they can do nothing. Now they can prove in data. It has no impact on sales. Let's skip it and do something else. Or at least, if you're going to do it, understand yeah. that it's a cost yes. Yes. investment yes. so that you'll yes. just write that off. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, Thomas, because um, one of the things we often hear from uh, marketers is, oh, my media agency gives me the same schedule over and over again. You know, it's almost like it's just come off the photocopier. <laughs> you know, that's it. And yet they're wanting something different, almost as if, something different is going to be something better. Mm. Yet if it's data-driven, it's actually better anyway because yep. it's proven by the collective data that's gone into their own past behaviour. Yeah. Um, I guess it's... Uh, I have been a media agency side for, for many, many years and I have not experienced one client that doesn't kind of... We want new stuff. Come on, suggest something new. 
And whenever the media agency do that, no, 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 we cannot risk that. Let's stick to the old plan. So it's, it's also something that you, you want something, but you really do not actually uh, act according to that. Mm. But uh, coming back to the media agency's role, I, I totally agree that, that having the models uh, and, and the platform that can actually show which media plan to go with, uh, forward, it actually allows you to, to experiment, trying out new media channels, new media combination, new media publishers. And the week after or the month after, month after, you actually know, was it worth it? Mm. Did it actually drive extra sales or didn't it? Mm. So it's just, you shouldn't see it as something that, that actually uh, that, uh, uh, allows you not to experiment because you have to stick what you did. It actually allows you to experiment yeah, without that, risking too without much. Without the cost. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, James, from a creative perspective, yep. what do you see as the real benefit here for for you as a creative agency? I yep. mean, this platform is very media, sales, yep. brand focused. Yep. So what, where do you see the benefit for you and the agency? It's a good question. I think that, you know, uh, and I think that you and I, Darren, asked the same question when, when taken through the, uh, the platform itself, you know, uh, and it's something that creatives have been trying to do for ages in terms of measuring uh, the effect of creativity. You know, so what effect does creativity have on this? And that was something that you know we, we discussed at, at length uh, with Thomas. And you know, I guess the the big thing is is that the model can take in uh, anything, any piece of data that has an effect on the KPI. You know, and so uh, getting down to a publisher level on 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 media, great. So understanding the media, but also at that point, you know, we can also say this is this campaign. This is this campaign. This is this campaign, and you know, do what people know as as you know, A/B testing, you know, on uh, you know, on uh, on different media as well. So I, I see that as really exciting, just in terms of and getting feedback on that from a creative point of view. Uh, I also think that just data-driven creativity in general. I think that creative people are uh, we're better. With the more data we have, we're naturally curious. We want to know more about about uh, what makes things tick, and I think that you know I think we're better with a tight brief, and we're better with uh, uh, with the proper amounts of uh, of data behind it. I think we we use Crimson Hexagon, we use Brandwatch, uh, so these are social analytics tools uh, to really understand the consumer, understand language. It really helps in in uh, in. Insights getting better, strategy gets better. I'm going right. to stop you there because uh, that makes you quite unusual because a lot of creative yep. people have reacted very badly to the idea of data-informed creative yep. process, yep. that they see this as trying to create a formula for creativity yep. and that formulas don't work. Yeah, I think that there's always... I don't view uh, data as doing the job of creative the job of creative is still, you know, the X factor and the magic that goes on it. It'll certainly be able to measure uh, some and, and uh, uh, attribute that that X factor. But at the same time, I see that the bigger job of data is being able to firm up uh, the the questions that were uh, that we're asking of, you know, who is our target market? What do they think? What do they do? Uh, what what interests them? What doesn't? You know, so that. We have a greater understanding of them at the start, so that then when we do apply creativity to the top of it, we're you know in a much better chance of getting it right more of the time than less. You know, I think that that it's it's not going to be something where it's black and white. You know, it'll it'll just mean that we hit the target a lot more because of the fact that our insights are a lot better. Because mm. um, Thomas, it's not just uh, creativity that you capture in the model. One, you know, you've mentioned before how sales and media investment are the sort of core 
part of the platform, but you're capturing all the other things that affect sales, don't you? You know, from weather to what other activities mm. are happening. Economic outlook. Yeah, yes. all of that. It's quite comprehensive. Yes. It yeah. must have taken quite a while to model all of the variables to build the platform in the first place. Um, well, all the variables is, is kind of depending on, 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 on the customer uh, yeah. because some customers have uh, sales that are affected by uh, by data points out there that other customers do not have. So, so the model is basically custom specific. What we have built uh, and, and used uh, quite a lot of money on building is basically taking all the data that is very specific to customers and then getting an intelligent model out of that, uh, the modeling framework, basically, the engine we have built. So when we have the data, we can build models extremely fast and we can update them really fast. As soon as we have new data uh, in existing model, we can update it. And kind of the, the benchmark for, for the marketing on average is yet you basically update a model in six, eight weeks. We can do it in less than 24 hours. Wow. But um, the, the data put into the model have to be adapted to the type of client, their market environment. I remember reading uh, Coca-Cola, it was said that the, the two main influences of the sales of Coca-Cola is the weather mm. and distribution. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, it's interesting because yes. often we think about marketing, working in the marketing yeah. media advertising area. It's got to be 90% of the sales, isn't it, yeah. the marketing? The, the, yeah. That activity actually <laughs> contributes yeah. most of the yeah. sales. Yes. Yes. In actual fact, what we're talking about is marginal influence, yeah. you know, yeah. incremental yes. increases. Yes. And that, that is why you need place. all the other data points because otherwise you could look at a sales curve saying, okay, we did a campaign and sales went up. Hey, we performed well, that was a good campaign. But what you don't see is that actually you increased your distribution at that point in time because the sales guys knew that a campaign was coming up. You also kind of reduced the price in order to stimulate sales. So what is that? Is it distribution? Is it the price? Or is it the media campaign that actually works? So all of that goes into the platform exactly. yeah. so yes. that in future predictions, we'll yes. actually take that into consideration yes, exactly. or at least prompt you yes. to answer the question as part of the planning process. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. How's it changed? Uh, how long has the relationship been going? It's relatively uh, new, isn't it? It is. Look, it's relatively formally new. Right. Uh, and yet at the same time, we've been working for a year and a half with uh, with with Thomas and, and the guys at Blackwood 7 on uh, a, a big bank uh, insurer in, in Australia uh, that, that we've done the, uh, the, 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 the models for. So, yes, uh, we've been working for, for a long time with the guys. And has it changed the way that you go about the creative process or the briefing and creative and and even the way you present creative ideas to the client? Without naming the client, but, you know, has it changed your process? Uh, yes, it has. Uh, I think that, you know, the... the I think that the the, the bigger outcomes for uh, for Blackwood Seven are certainly in the in the media space, you know, in terms of um, uh, and in the business space. But I think the uh, the insights that are gained through um, you know the big business insights that are gained through the platform are certainly ones that translate back up into the questions that are asked of the marketing department and the questions that are solved by the creative process. So. In a sense, you know, uh, even though the, the the platform is at the end of that process, you know, uh, there, uh, it, the insights that are given work back to the front. And, you know, we see a lot of marketers that are that are pulled back to the boardroom table because they've got a business case. You know, they've got a business case. Supported with, by data. Supported by data. Yeah. And that's the big thing. Not gut feel. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. And, and you know, you, you see the CFOs will, will sit up, you know, in, in the thing because it's not just this 
black hole of oh, I think and 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 sales will be incrementally slightly better than last year. It's we do this thing, we do this thing here, and this is what's going to happen. So it must be interesting from the point of view of you know being able to project a model that's investment, media channel choices, and sales, for instance, and then see depending on the creative that goes in there, how close to the delivery of that model it is or whether it exceeds it. I mean, for, as a creative, getting that sort of feedback. Totally. Is it better than winning a, you know, gold something? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that... Or you like that as well. I, mean, I, think, I, mean, I don't think anyone's going to give up a gold something, but, uh, uh, but, but I, what I do think is that you find with more, uh, uh, well, more mature and this next generation of creatives really know that, you know, uh, that effectiveness is, you know, is what it's all about, you know. So if you are showing that you impact a client's business and that you show the effectiveness of marketing, uh, there's a much better chance of keeping the client and doing better work, you know, and the trust that goes with that is, is the first thing you need to do. And then to be able to say, well, once they trust you, uh, then you you saying, I think we can take a leap here with this because I understand the brand. I've proven I understand the brand. You know that I do. And I think we can take a leap here to kind of do this there. Then, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, you certainly get that from, uh, from, from, from modern creatives. So you've certainly, uh, you'd have to say you're willing to be more accountable yep. to delivering results. Yeah. I think that, I think that, that, you know, you have to be, yeah. I mean, where's it going to go? You think that, 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 with with the data going uh, getting more and more accessible in the future, you know, and we're having more and more algorithms churning out more and more stuff, you know, we know more about why things happen and, and the way in which they happen, you know. So mm. I, I think accountability is not an option, mm. you know. Accountability is something that needs to be a fundamental in what we do, you know. So uh, well, everyone says they're accountable to results, but yeah. then they hope like hell that no one's got the results. Yeah, exactly. Right. Or, or or that the results are so woolly, you know, or that someone's, Watch it. Yeah, <laughs> someone that's uh, someone that's you know goes okay. Well, my data versus your data, you yeah. know, and I think that's the big thing about Blackwood Seven as well is the unification of messages inside the organisation. What are we all pulling for? So is the sales team, you know, going this is my data? The marketing team saying this is my data. You know, there's only one data set there and, and everyone inputs the data into you know that to understand that KPI and I think that when a whole of business understands that mm. that's when you see everyone pulling you know and the efficiencies you know are, are, are amazing in that space. So Thomas you would have because you and, and your partners have come from media advertising backgrounds yes you would have been uh, I imagine working both in the period where media and creative were together and where media and creative were separated yes, yes that's correct okay Thank so this is going so <laughs> so there's a famous saying that uh, a guy called Harold Mitchell very famous in the Australian market. Yep. Uh, said that uh, once they separated, you can't put the toothpaste back into the tube, right? That, they, yeah. that it'll be impossible for them to come back together. And we've even seen a big trend with a lot of creative agencies putting up their hand and saying, we offer media as well. Yeah, yeah. We're full, full servicing in quotes. The interesting thing for me is that it's actually the application of data that is making it possible not to put the toothpaste back into the tube, but to invent a whole new tube, yeah. yes. isn't it? Yes. Because you know, I, we're not just talking about bolting media onto the back of a creative idea. Mm. It's actually the start, middle and end of the campaign development. Yeah. 
It's not. Um, I totally agree, and I think that's that's one of the reasons why uh, me starting in the media industry, agency industry, for many many years ago, basically when the media agency were were separated out from from the creative agencies, and where the media agency, the rise of media agencies actually gone. Not me starting; it wasn't there due to that. But basically, that after a long long period of years where the media agency have have gained more and more power uh, in, in may. Some people may think too much power, but that was based on, on based on being data driven. Maybe not data driven in the sense that could explain how much media actually affected sales, but actually being accountable. And I think that was one of the, one of the things, the key things that the creative business, the advertising agencies, actually missed out on. That was the accountability. Hopefully, uh, tools like Blackboard Seven's tools can actually start combining accountability, both from the media side and the creative side. Mm. So you actually unified what is extremely important of unifying media and creativity. You cannot separate it. Did you and your partners think that that would be an outcome or were you just trying to come up with a better way of modelling and planning and making media more accountable? Did you think about the, the fact that this potentially could be the thing that brings media and creative back into the same playing field? Maybe I should say yes now, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, that wasn't basically. No, what, that's what, fine. What we wanted to do very initially was to bring uh, the clarity to the advertiser. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, the first sentence we put on our on our web page uh, six years from 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 now uh, was that we put in that bringing the control back to the advertiser uh, because the marketing department, being the advertiser, has basically for so long been unaware of. Uh, we pour a lot of media, money into media, uh, basically the, uh, the main part of the marketing budget. But what is the outcome? So basically, giving a tool to advertisers to basically uh, underline the importance of marketing. Uh, marketing being done well or not well. Mm. Um, so, so that has basically been the aim uh, to, to, um, to bring insights and knowledge to the, to the advertiser side in order to be able to to basically also give the right, um, uh, having the right dialogue with the creative side and with the media agency side. Because it's always, uh, you know, I, I worked in advertising as a creative mm. when media was presented in the last 10 minutes. Yes. Yeah, you, know, you spent 50 minutes talking about the idea because yeah, that yeah. was the sexy thing. Yeah. You know, it was very visual. Yeah. And then the poor media person was left 10 minutes at the end to yeah, put up some Excel spreadsheets yeah. that no yeah. one could read yeah. on, the, on the projector. Yeah. And, you know, that was it. Which is really interesting because I never understood why when 10 times more money was usually spent on media investment than creative, why that, that, that balance was there. You know, 50, 50 minutes on creative, 10 minutes on media. And also why media agencies weren't infinitely more trusted because trust has become a big in, I, issue in media, mm. you know, with all the things with the rebates and, the, yeah. you know, all of that type of thing. When you would think that if you're giving someone so much of your marketing budget, you would have to have a level of trust anyway. Yeah. Mm. Now, what I see with uh, Blackwood 7 is the opportunity to actually reinstill yeah. trust yes. because it becomes both parties... Yeah. creative and media, yeah. Yeah. are actually working to hold themselves accountable yes. to with the client yes. to actually deliver results. Yeah. Um, I, I, I very much agree. And, and uh, you are opening comments about some um, uh, 
agencies actually saying that this is we have seen this before and uh, it, it won't replace us. I think this is basically a, a very very good point in time where the the, the distrust towards the entire media agency business from from the from the client side. Uh, having this kind of tool can actually prove them wrong. Saying, mm. But there is a reason why we allocate as we do. It's not because we are in more money over here as as uh, as regarded as as kind of an, an uh, a natural thing from the from the advertiser side. It is basically because it stimulates your business, your sales uh, the most doing it this way. Mm. So I think it, it's it's a very good starting point for discussion and and basically building trust between parties because it gives the clarity on what works and what doesn't. Yeah, because uh, I remember a uh, media procurement person for a global client coming to Australia and uh, wanting to run a tender, mm. and we asked what the uh, spend profile was, and about 40% of their budget was in outdoor. And uh, the media procurement person having a media background said, that seems very high, and we are sitting there smiling because we knew that outdoor was giving some of the best rebates mm. to the agency that you could have. So mm. why wouldn't the agency move more of the money into outdoor? Yeah. With a system like this, where you're accountable to results, yeah. you can't make decisions based on yeah. where you're going to get the biggest rebate, can you? Yeah. Unless you start manipulating the data. Well, I think that, you know, that, that's that. That's that. Uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, um, and I think the pushback is, is natural, uh, you know, and change is hard um, in, in a lot of these things. But I don't think it's just the media industry that's going to see data wash over it and having, uh, you know. And so I think that, and yet I think it, it will accelerate in this industry because of the fact that, you know, the data is available and there are products like Blackwood 7 that, 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 are, that are available there. But I think that, you know, there is... Um, you know, that, that transparency that you, you're going to see that Blackwood 7 uh, gives on, on, on what's happening. So, it, yeah, I, I would disagree. I don't think it gives transparency. Yeah. I think it gives accountability. Yeah. I think the whole argument of trying to get be transparent mm-hmm. is actually a fool's errand because just simply being transparent doesn't make it better. But having a way of measuring performance, mm. you can have great performance and not be transparent. Yeah. Who cares if you're getting great performance? You know, transparency is a default that we've gone to because a lot of marketers and media agencies and creative agencies have said it's all too hard to measure performance. Yeah. Right? So let's be transparent as a way of rebuilding trust. Yeah. Yeah. The, that awful saying, you're opening up the kimono. Yeah. Why do I need you to do that? <laughs> Why I am just I wearing need, a kimono? <laughs> yeah, but I just need you to deliver the results I need. Yeah. 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 No, so, so let's talk. Yeah. Let's forget about transparency yeah. and start talking about performance yeah. and holding each other accountable to. And one of the things I like about the, the Thomas the, the platform is it does both sales but also brand building as well. Yeah. So you can do short, medium and long term yes. objectives. And that's that's one of the really, really good thing and interesting thing about uh, uh, the model and, and doing modeling the way we do it, that you can actually introduce uh, not just short term but also long term effects like, mm. like for instance a brand parameter. Um, because I think we have, uh, within the recent years, we have seen a lot of, of focus, uh, not only from the media side, uh, but also from creative side, of stimulating sales very short term. Maybe coming out of it, it's, uh, you have yeah. a lot of digital tools showing yeah. how, on a, on a minute by minute basis, how, how creatives and media works. Hmm. 
Um, but the strategy, actually building the brand so we next year actually have a higher sales or yeah. next year um, are less dependent on having a lower price, yeah. but and can I'm, increase our prices. That can be captured by the models. And I'd imagine that the, the as the data goes in, it starts to allow for that earlier brand building investment yes. to yes. what the contribution would be to sales yes. now. Yeah. Yes. And that thought of that, you know, whether it's captured by it, uh, itself as, a, as, as an item, but then there's also a part of the model which is the baseline of sales, yeah. you know, so where you look at that baseline of sales and you go, okay, well, year upon year, are you wanting that to grow? That's, that's our free hit that we get without, mm. without, uh, without the marketing. But, yeah, how much of our, of our or at uh, least retail marketing advertising? Tips in, exactly yes, right. Tips yes. into the, yeah, that brand saliency, you know, so when I'm in the supermarket at, at zero moment, what's going to make me go over here, right, mm. rather than over there? So, um, but yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a massive thing. And, and these are big discussions that have happened for so long in our industry about, you know, what effect does, what's the, what's the worth of brand? You know, what's the worth of, uh, you know, a, 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 of all these things and, and making sure that, you know, you can start to quantify them in a way in which you just weren't able to. And, and that's really due to processing power and algorithms, you know, mm-hmm. in, in being able to do that. But um, so, James, you said that you've been working together for about 18 months with, yep. a, with a client. Yeah. I imagine any model starts off with you dump as much information in, but over time it would get better and better. And I yep. mean better as in more refined yep. in the way that it can predict outcomes. Is, yep. is that the experience just in 18 months or does is it a longer period of time that no, it takes that, to that? No, that is ex- the experience both from a kind of a model perspective, but also from a perspective that the, the client gets aware of, of this wonder that have been built based on their data. And perhaps then they actually have the energy and the power to dig out more data, mm. other data variables, and introduce them into the model. Mm. So it's not that we build a model and then it's running for two, three, four, five years. You can actually get new data in, refine yeah. the data so you get an even better model. Mm. But the model itself, the more data we have uh, on, on a longer period, the better the model gets from a from a technical perspective as well. Yeah, because one of my favourite quotes is, uh, all models are flawed, some are useful. Mm. And I think, you know, the yep. more useful you can make yes. the model, yes. you just accept that any any model is going to have some flaws in it. Yes. But it's yep. better to have a useful model than no model yes. at all. Totally. I mean, you know, in Blackwood's case, you know, the model doesn't get released until it's 90 plus percent, you know. So you're not going to say... Look, we're going to build the perfect machine that's going Statistically, to Statistically, yeah, 90 plus. Exactly right. So the confidence interval is yeah. 90 plus. Exactly yeah. right. And so, uh, but I think that in in optimising a model, uh, a lot of the time it's it's reduction of taking out things that, you know, we thought might have an effect that mm. turns out they didn't really have an effect on, on, on the model, you know. And I think that's interesting from a client's point of view too in terms of, oh, you know, championing up through the hallway saying we've got this data set here. We're going to see what, you know, and you go, oh, it didn't really have much an effect at all uh, on the on the model. And so, you know, I think that the, the you know, the, the ability to answer questions uh, and also the ability to answer questions that they didn't have, mm. you know, uh, and also Thomas will talk a bit about it. But, you know, the the ability to once the model's done, it starts with media, but it ends in amazing points where there's deep dives into what what affects the pricing? You know, where's the sweet spot for pricing for me? You know, at what time of the season should I be here? If my competitors are doing this from a pricing point of view, what should be my reaction to optimise our sales? You know, those kinds of questions are big questions for, for companies rather than, 
you know, uh, should I buy, you know, a, a 30 second or a 15 second, you know, spot. So those, th these, these, these pricing um, and which one of my suppliers, you know, is there a, you know, uh, which one of my suppliers is moving more product for me in, in what way? Is that directly related to my media or to my creative? Uh, you know, and, and I think those things. So they have um, other questions that come up once the, you know, once the model's been built, you know, and, and I think they're, uh, they're really, really interesting. And that would be, Thomas, because of the focus on sales as a way of measuring performance, right? Yes, yeah. But not just sales, any KPI that the, the clients thinks this is, this, is, this is the reason why we are doing marketing. Um, so it, it, it can be sales, it can be transaction, it can be traffic to a, to a physical store and an online store. Uh, basically, any, uh, yeah. any data point that you can quantify. Now, I said sales because uh, I'm sure you're both aware that there's this big trend, you know, it's come out of the WFA in, uh, in Europe and uh, the, the ANA in America about ma marketing as a growth driver yep. and the change from being about just the sort of uh, reputation management mm, or yep. brand management yep. to actually driving business. Yep. So mm. sales suddenly becomes a really important metric. Yes. The danger has been in the past that the only measures that a lot of marketers have had is last click attribution. Yes. And so we've seen this big shift of investment away from media yeah. into you know, online mm. where they can measure that yeah. last click and they're giving a hundred percent attribution yeah. to that last click. Yeah. Which is amazing. But and that's that that is one of the one of uh, one of the big points in terms of be, uh, being able to uh, give Credence and attribution to offline media, you know, and how that the effect they have, you know, I would say to the to the offline media and the TV stations, you know, in particular, you know, that uh, you know these models uh, quantify exactly the effect that these have on sales, but also that have on these other medias, like we were talking about the digital media there, you know, uh, in terms of making them more effective. Yeah. So. You know, I just think it's a it's a it, it, it's a it's a big day for offline media yeah. as well. And the amount of money wasted on on last click attributions inside is enormous. It's like claiming it was the last beer Friday night that that made me drunk. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's, it was. <laughs> no, it was, the one, it was between the first and the last. Something yeah. happened. Yeah. So. Uh, and and uh, we have seen actually a revival uh, for for some media that is basically kind of not not modern for a marketing department and not not smart for marketing department to discuss like newspaper advertising, radio advertising, good yeah. old fashioned media yeah. that basically have been forgotten by the marketing yeah. and the and the media agencies kind of we want to do the digital stuff. And suddenly we see that maybe not because they are good media, but because the price has decreased so much that is actually relevant. Yeah. It's very fruitful, um, and they are back on the plan. Which well, is that, that, that is interesting, though. In 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 the initial clients into Blackwood Seven were ones that have you know data at hand, you know, so digitally based clients, uh, you know. Uh, so, and what was their what was their media of choice that they usually use was digital, yeah, yeah. yeah? And, and so, but what the biggest answers that came out of using Blackwood was uh, their spends into offline media. 
you know, so that they should be pushing hard and hard into offline media. And haven't we seen that? You know, yeah. Everyone talks about the disruption caused by Amazon yeah. and uh, Airbnb yeah. and Uber and, yeah. and the rest, yeah. right? All online platforms yeah. that when they started used online media. Yeah. Now we're seeing them use all the non-digital totally. or non-traditional. Totally. Totally. How much is Facebook spending next year? Yeah, yeah. 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 On outdoor, <laughs> yes. yeah. even yeah. newspapers yeah. are getting some yeah. of the spend yes. because they're starting to realise that you know, a lot of what you're doing online is at the very bottom of the funnel yes. where you're converting, yep. whereas yes. you've got to keep topping up the top. Yep. Yep. If you're just converting at the bottom yep. and not filling the top, and I know the funnel gets people going, oh, you know, it's such an old model, yep. but it's a very good way of yep. thinking about just the dynamic that yep. happens. There. No, completely, mm. completely, yeah. So what's the future? I mean, that's a big question. Uh, uh, do you see do you see more clients uh, potentially in Australia embracing this way of working? Yeah, I think that data and the uh, and well, Martech and data uh, will only increase. You know, in terms of uh, as clients uh, have better access to data, and then their KPIs are based around different data sets, you'll find the usage of data to uh, to come more and more. And once it's demanded by clients, it'll be done by agencies, you know. So, you know, the, the data is certainly um, uh, not going anywhere, you know. And I think that uh, Blackwood, you know, is certainly the, the start of uh, where it's going to be going from a media point of view. I, I love the fact that there's, there's, there's no one else that does predictive, you know, at the moment. There's heaps of media mix modelling that can get up to that point or look backwards. But the predictive uh, nature of Blackwood is, is is what separates it out, and I, and I think that, you know, that that allows marketers to plan properly, you know, to plan properly and and to freebase in in terms of saying, well, instead of having a trial in a new media, you know, they could have a little look at what a different media mix, you know, would do to their mm. to their uh, to their plan without having to actualize it, you know, because the model will tell them what happened. And so I think that those things you'll see, um, you know, potentially more risks taken by, um, you know, well, risks slash non-risks because of the mm. fact that they've already modelled it. Uh, but, you know, and, and advertisers in media that you wouldn't have thought that they would be in, you know, because of the fact that their knowledge on, on the effect on their KPI is, um, is a lot more certain. But uh, Thomas, you'd admit that this is not a uh, platform for every advertiser. I mean, if you're incredibly small, the upside may be quite hard. You're really looking at sort of the more larger advertisers, aren't you? Yes. Uh, the bigger the advertiser, yeah. the bigger the upside. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, you could say that. Um, um, but I guess also that, that uh, from our point of view in, in the in there a bit if you take a look not just now but uh, within the coming years uh, we would also kind of build some self-service solutions where smaller advertisers actually could could utilize the platform uh, um, so um, so i think it's something that that currently might be for the advertisers with a bigger budget mm. but since everybody basically is getting squeezed on the market marketing budgets are squeezed internally agencies are squeezed on on their revenues and to get become more efficient, I guess it is uh, in in terms of it could be modeling, but all types of, of automation where you think uh, faster and utilize data faster in order to get there faster is something that is 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 coming to a higher higher degree in the market. Yeah, definitely. The, you got you know it'll start it starts certainly at the, at the at the big end of town, but then you know it's coming really quickly down into the uh, you know to be democratized yeah. down into the smaller. And Thomas talking about you know having the 
you know, a, a SaaS platform that can sit, you know, so that smaller marketers can use the, uh, the, the, the model and the algorithm mm. and can just plug straight into it. It makes a lot of sense, you know, maybe a lighter version of, of, of the bigger thing, you know, and, and Blackwood and, and, and One Small Step are working on, you know, that, that theory of that quick start, you know, of, uh, okay, well, here's at this end of it an incredibly robust predictive model you know, and yet here in very quick succession, uh, because these data points are incredibly uh, available, you know, can we get to a point where it's not as long and it doesn't cost as much to get to 70% to 80% or to have a look and have some clarity around what are the big drivers on my KPI rather than, you know, into that uh, that future space. So, you know, that, they will be there, they'll be there in, uh, in the not too distant future. Look, uh, we've run out of time, but it's been a great conversation. Thank you, Thomas, and You're thanks, welcome. James. Thanks for having uh, us. Just a one last question for both of you. Um, uh, who do you think is the biggest competitor to uh, what you guys are doing? Mm-hmm.